Welcome to Cafe Grit. My name is Beth Ann Campbell, and I'm the author of Where the Hell is My Bacon, a book about shitty corporate leadership and fried pork. I've worked in the corporate world now for over 20 years and have seen just about everything. I open Cafe Grit as a place where you can join me in figuring out how to make your career life better, whether it's finding your voice at your current job, pursuing something entirely different, or working for yourself. This is a place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey everybody, welcome to Cafe Grit, Season 1, Episode 8, The Telecommute Dispute. Yes, we're going to talk about working from home today. I am your host, Bethann Campbell. How's everybody doing today? Did you slow down after last week's episode on stress? Did you? I did. I actually did slow down even more. I, this is going to come as a shock to those of you who know me, but I willingly went outside and pulled weeds. I know, I know, shocking. But you know, I, I find that doing yard work, even when it's, it was ungodly hot, and I was sweating, and my shorts were falling off. And but it didn't matter, you know, when you're on your computer all day long, and then you're doing your your side gig, and you're on the computer, anything to get yourself away from the computer. So I did go outside and pull some weeds, get my hands in the dirt. Not really. I didn't I did not get my hands in the dirt because I wear gloves. And I also wear rubber boots, tall rubber boots, because we have snakes, a snake, we have a snake. And I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm not afraid of snakes. It's just I don't want them touching me. So I'm pulling weeds in tall grass and I don't know what's in there. So I protect myself. But it's this, it's as close to getting my hands in the dirt as it makes me feel good anyway. So so as I am recording this, we are now going into our seventh month of the COVID. And we've got I don't know how many bazillions of people that have started working from home started when the lockdowns began, and many of you still are. You know, there was a little learning curve there at first, people weren't used to working from home. And, you know, you don't really think about things like I'm going to have to sit in my dining room chair for days, weeks, weeks, every fucking episode, I sound like goddamn Peter Brady. You, you don't really think about sitting in your dining room chair for a long period of time, but you really need that lumbar support. So it's just the little stuff that you have to get used to. You're now dealing with the noise of your kids and your spouses versus the ego that turns around in the aisle and barks out his crap into the entire world of your office. And by the way, I don't know how you people with kids do it. I've got one husband and that's it, a husband. And he's been home a little bit during the last seven months. And he's super, super quiet. And I don't know how anybody can deal with the stuff like the TV and the running around and the yelling or talking or door slamming. I can't even deal with just a presence in the house. It takes me a long time to get used to it. And and I have a very quiet husband. So um, kudos to you. You 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 guys are saints. Um, there's a little bit of psychological adjustment when you're first working from home, extroverts especially, but everybody goes through. It's just, it's a big change, so it's just it's something that you have to to work through. But for the most part, everybody, most people adjusted pretty well. And some companies are even staying with a work from home model. Um, some have gone back to work. 
but a lot of companies are just still working from home because it's work it's working and it's safer. And yes, I applaud these companies. Good job for doing that. But I do wonder when this is all over, if those misconceptions that we had before COVID, before everybody was working from home, will they persist? Will we still have these same stupid, illogical misconceptions? Even when so many people have done it now and done it successfully, the world didn't stop churning, right? Nothing fell apart. The infrastructure held up for the most part. I know there were some glitches, but you know, on a good day, sometimes there are glitches, but it's been pretty decent, at least in my part of the world. Uh, people were productive. They continue to be productive even more so. Product- productivity even improved in some cases. Um, employees were more reactive. They're more available. I mean, how can you not be when your your phone is right there, your computer's right there? And a lot of people prefer telecommuting. So employee morale and employee engagement all, I think, improved for many people. So even having all of this showing that working from home is not only a viable alternative, but in some cases, it's better and more preferred. I still wonder if the perception is really going to change. I I don't know. Jury's still out because it sort of feels like it's creeping back again. So I've worked from a home office for a little over four years now, and I've not had any problems. And I work with a lot of people that also work from home, and we've done so since before COVID. But before that, In a previous job, I worked at a big company and everybody pretty much reported to um, one of the offices, most mostly the big the big headquarters. Now, I worked in technology. I work in technology, but I also worked then in technology. So our department was a little ahead of the curve. We had little pockets of working from home that were pretty successful, like on call teams where we would dial in for a crisis call We had big projects where we sometimes had to work long hours. So we would work during the day at our office and then we'd go home and plug in and do a few more hours of work from home after we bawled from the stress to our husbands. We had our help desk that was fully outsourced, almost fully outsourced to an offshore team. So most of the representatives we talked to when we called the help desk were offshore out of the office. And yet even with all of that in a technology department, that had history of knowing how this worked on a short term or small pocket basis, I still got pushback when I would ask for people to work home as part of a regular routine. So I did a little bit of hiring when I worked at that company over the course of five or six years. And I did pull in some people from other departments within the company. So these were known employees. We had worked with them on our team they had years of experience, good work ethics, but they also lived some of them uh, far away from our corporate headquarters. So they may be reported to a different office. And now they were going to have to report to my headquarters. And this gave them commutes now of like 45 minutes, some of them over an hour. And even if you don't have kids or pets or, or stuff like that, I mean, that's a long commute. That's like two hours of your day. And that's and some people have even worse than that. If you have a life, that's a, a long commute. So for several of them, when we were hiring them in, making them an offer, I requested approval for a part-time work-from-home schedule. So maybe two days working from home, three days on-site type of a thing. And I did get resistance from our management. And I'm, it's not, it wasn't hard resistance. I'm not going to kid you. It was very, very mild. It was kind of more along the lines of, well, I, I don't know these people well. 
and um, it, um, I have concerns about, I want, I want them to become clock watchers. And long story short, I got my way in all cases. I just said, you know what, I'm empowering myself as a manager, and I just did it. Thank you. Thank you very much. But I had to do a little convincing, right? Um, they still had the same kind of misconceptions that I'm sure many of you have heard in your career lives. Very, very mild compared to what some of you have experienced. And we're going to talk about some of those in, in a moment. Um, because these were very, very uh, benign. But what really boggles my mind about this whole thing about this whole working from home resistance is that you'll see companies, they have no problem spending ungodly amounts of money on big firm consultants, and they work part time from home. Or they outsource like their help desk to an offshore team completely out of the country. But their own employees aren't trusted to work outside of an office, even part-time. I mean, look at what some of the people, some of you are responsible for in your, your daily work life. You take care of huge, complex, critical systems and processes, shit that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe million, maybe multiple millions of dollars. Systems that are critical, they pay your company bills, they produce the products that make you money, they manage your work, they uh, illegal shit they keep track of, they manage your employees and keep your lights on. And yet until we had a pandemic that forced us into it, there were still a lot of managers and executives who just didn't trust the people who run all of that shit to do it from home when it was technically possible. I'm not talking about if I'm a construction worker and I'm building a road, I know I can't do that from home. I'm talking about work that is absolutely doable from home. And I just wonder when this is all over, even though we've shown that it's not only possible, but it's pra practical and preferable, are we just going to go back to the same old, same old? Is that resistance going to start creeping back? And I, I think it is. I think that it's a trust issue and the trust is just not there. I think that people did it because they had to. And now that they don't have to, I think it's just going to go back. It just feels like it. I hope not. I, I really do. I just f find it disappointing that it took a lockdown to open some eyes. I mean, what other things are out there that we aren't trusting people with, even though we trust them with all this other important shit? Okay, I'm going to stop here because I do want to leave some time to read some comments. I got quite a few from my social media family about working from home. This is quite a quite a hot topic. So this past week, I put out a post on LinkedIn, and I asked the question, what is the strangest logic you ever heard for not allowing someone maybe yourself to work from home? And I got a lot of comments, I want to go over just a few, because um, they're good, they're way better than I mean, I what I went through is nothing compared to what some of you people go through. And just to reiterate, I am using public comments. And I did put a, a, a note in my post that said I would likely read these on there. So these are not private comments. So just so you know. So here are the top most illogical reasons for denying work from home from my LinkedIn tribe with commentary for me because that's what we're here for. Number one, Work from home would require significant amounts of training as so much has changed in the two and a half years since you were last here. So this on the surface sounds bad, but it doesn't sound horrible. However, this little nugget of wisdom, this was given to somebody who had worked for the company for over a decade and a half, at mostly at senior levels, 
who was returning from maternity leave. Yes, maternity leave. So that in itself just takes it to a new level. But let's just take that piece out of it. Let's just talk about working from home would require significant amounts of training. Okay, so if that's true, then what does the location of your desk have to do with it? So train her and let her work from home or train her at home. I don't understand what the problem is. Number two, people can't work from home because they won't be motivated if they don't have to make the commute. Wow. So if I'm understanding this correctly, we're not motivated unless we have a really long and shitty commute. Uh, yeah, that, that makes no sense at all. I'm not even sure. This is, there are so many, you're going you're gonna to realize when I'm telling you um, these, these comments, you're going to think, how do we have so many stu- stupid managers in the world? This manager needs to have a lesson in how human nature works, because that's exactly the opposite of what actually happens. Number three, people can't work from home because what will the client say if they can tell someone's on their cell phone? Oh, okay. So I guess if you can tell that somebody's on their cell phone, then that's just some sort of horrible infraction. I'm sorry, did somebody hitch a ride with Doc Brown and Marty McFly back in 1985 and suddenly find themselves in the world and the land, the, this mysterious land of cell phones? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess if you're like at a Starbucks and you're on your cell phone and there's an espresso machine going in the background. Yeah, I mean, okay. But I mean, what... How, who can even tell anymore if you're on a cell phone? I use a cell phone for all of my calls and I don't, I can't tell. I can never tell if somebody's on their cell phone. It makes no sense. Number four, what happens if their internet goes out? Cause that never happens at the office, right? I'll just leave it at that. Number five. Okay. So this is a good one. This might be my favorite. And I, I want to say this the way that I think with the way I imagine that it was said, because I think you can interpret this in two different ways. So I'm going to say it the way I think it might have been said, or should have been said, or could have been said. I don't think you're going to be as successful as you want to be working from home. I, I It sounds like a threat to me, and I can just only do a godfather voice when I'm thinking of a threat. I, I can't tell if this is a manipulation thing, or if it's a, th- it's, it sounds like a threat thing to me, or either that, or it's like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, like I'm trying to use the force on you, like you're not going to be, I don't think you're going to be as successful as you want to be working from home. But no, I think it's a threat. And this comment, by the way, I'm going to tangent here because I can, it's my podcast. This comment came from a good friend of mine, Jake Gray. And I'm going to give him a plug here because he is an amazing and fun musician. And he just put out a song that I absolutely love. It's called Life Sucks and Then You Die. Look him up on YouTube. He's Jake Gray, American Poet. And you have to catch the video for the song because it's it's awesome. So just a little plug. Okay, back to our story, back to our regularly scheduled program. Apologies for the interruption. Not really. Number six, they can't work from home because you may need them right away and it's easier to walk to them. Oh, my God. How do we ever manage when Sally and Raphael go to the bathroom if it's number two? They might be in there for five minutes, for God's sakes. Or what if they're in a meeting or talking to a coworker about a project? I can't find them. And what are we going to do? Oh, the humanity. Really? Do you think that it takes longer to just pick up a phone and dial somebody than it does to actually walk to their desk? I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably 50-50. Number seven, if I can't see the employee, how do I know that they're working? I don't know, Mr. Schrute. You didn't seem to know that they were um, looking at porn. 
sitting at the cute guy's cubicle for the last hour, um, napping, catching some Z's twice in one day, uh, blatantly abusing the internet, uh, solitaire by the hour, thank you very much, um, red queen on black king, taking hour-long breaks in the morning, two-hour lunches, and then another hour-long break in the afternoon every day. Um, You can't find them because they're never at their desk, which is, by the way, where their computer is, where they do their, quote, work, or having sex with a contractor in the conference room. Oh, yeah. That was not something that I caught, but it did happen someplace where I may have worked in the past. Anyway, now to number eight, and perhaps my favorite, people can't work from home because we just can't have that. Well, there you go. We just can't have that. Who can argue with that astounding logic? And there you have it. Thank you so much to my LinkedIn family for these great insights and comments and for sharing your experiences. I do do so much appreciate it. And with that, I think I'm just going to end here by saying, once again, I really hope that this work from home movement of 2020, the COVID, has shown at least some of these untrusting, authoritarian, old school managers that indeed, we can have that. All right, Grit from Homers, thank you so much for joining me today. I do so much appreciate it. I hope that you are able to work from home freely and with trust from your leadership as I do. If not, please speak out find your voice because the only way things are going to change is if we if we use our voices and and anything that we can do that I can do to help you do that please please reach out don't forget to look me up on LinkedIn I am Beth Ann Campbell I would love to hear your feedback publicly or privately so shoot me a comment in a post or if you prefer send me a DM that's a direct message or otherwise known as a PM or a private message for those of us who are over the age of 40 I also have a Facebook group. It's called Cafe Grit. We continue these conversations in a private setting. I also do some fun stuff now and then. Thanks again for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, We'll talk to you soon and take it easy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. If you like what's on the menu, please check out the Cafe Grit group on Facebook, where I'd love to hear your feedback and continue these conversations. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Beth Ann Campbell, that's Ann with an E, or by following hashtag Cafe Grit. And I will be forever beholden if you would give me a quick review on iTunes to make the Apple gods happy. In return, I will wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. The music for this podcast is called Lounge Cafe, and it's by Dmitry Baliev. You can find more great tunes by Dmitry and others at audiojungle.net. Check it out. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, and there is something better out there. Let's figure it out together. Take it easy. Take it easy.